0: and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Chris Amsler, and our guest today is Marco Adelé from Tend. How are you, Marco?
1: I'm feeling very good. Thank you. How are you doing?
0: Fantastic. Thank you for asking. Marco, give us a little bit about your background.
1: Yes, certainly. So I'm uh, a previous uh, in banking for almost 20 years. I was at uh, one of the or two of the most successful global financial institutions, uh, first in my career at Deutsche Bank in um, the corporate investment bank area, had uh, various roles there, and then uh, 12 years afterwards at Curtis Ridge in Switzerland, uh, mainly in the private banking wealth management area. And also there I had uh, kind of various roles. Um, my background in education is in, in law in and freedom. I made a diploma in, in Germany as well as in uh, Paris and in France. Um, and then I did an MBA in, in the US at Duke University um, as a kind of complementary from, from an MBA
0: business perspective. Very good. So, and you're in Switzerland now, yes? Yes, that's true. I'm based in Switzerland. Very, very good. And I understand that uh, there's a crypto valley in Switzerland. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, I'm sitting in the middle of that, basically. So, it's um, in Zug. It's a small town, a bit outside of uh, Zurich. But a lot of companies are there previously for other areas. But since... Uh, One, two years, it had got a strong focus on uh, the entire blockchain community and cryptocurrency community. A lot of companies have settled down there, especially Ethereum, uh, created their foundation there. And so it emerged to be uh, kind of uh, a real center for blockchain developers and for ideas around how the blockchain can transform the world. And a lot of companies have now incorporated their their company in in Sook and the Crypto Valley, how it's called, and it's it's a nice ecosystem of um, law firms, of um, auditors, of the government there locally, um, and a lot of people actually who are super interested in bringing this technology forward so um it's it's a, a small silicon valley just for the blockchain
0: oh, very good. Uh, how did you get interested in blockchain?
1: Uh, in my last role when I was chief Digital officer at Suisse, we were looking at a lot of innovations uh, across the board and um, of course um uh, more disruptive ones as well, which I consider blockchain among them, and that is uh, several years back um, and that was the first touch point i I got into it and um I think since then it it developed uh, on the private side a lot of interest, how things are working. And um, after 12 years career, I decided then to do something outside. And and I felt blockchain is the new internet. um, And I wanted to be part of it, of this new world, how it's getting now shaped. And um, so, yeah, it started a few years back to get uh, deeply
0: interested into that technology. Okay, very good. And in that new world you're bringing us, Tend. Um, what can you tell us about Tend and how that works?
1: Yeah, Tend is um, a, a platform that allows people to invest into things that matter to them, into uh, topics and and objects that uh, reflect the passion or particular interest of of, of people, so be it yards, be it classic cars, be it uh, watches, be it handbags, um, be it uh, jewelry. So things that have a personal affection typically to people, and they are in in type of uh, value very precious, and they have been growing in 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 value over the last. Decade quite significantly. And um, it's just an, a way of alternatively spending your money and investing it in, into something that uh, typically today's provider are, are not offering in that manner. And um, we, we enable that in, in the form that we create co-ownerships on the platform, meaning you don't own such an object alone, but you own it with a few like-minded people together. And I think the trick is that if you own such a beautiful object, Together with others, you're still allowed or enabled to experience um, this this beautiful object. Let's say a beautiful car. Uh, if you own it, you're allowed to drive it once a year together, you know, with your family and friends, and have a great and memorable experience around that. So it's the combination of a platform of investments, foremost, but still the possibility to enjoy and experience. Um, the into invested object
0: so how how does that work let's say i um, i'm looking for a really pricey car i'm not able to afford it outright, but i I find mutually um interested people um, Can you tell us how that specific process might work?
1: yeah, so not necessarily you need to be already a group. um I believe on my platform we have enough people who have the common interest so What we do is, uh, based on the interest of of our customers, we source such precious objects. And the important is it's an investment object, so it's not a consumption good. So typically, these are more collectible items. And uh, once we source it, we uh, convert it onto the platform in the sense that we create a certificate. We create um, then the co-ownerships in the form of digital tokens. Those tokens will be reflected on the blockchain through smart contracts and let's assume um, a collectible car is uh, divided into 10 co-ownerships, respectively 10 tokens, then 10 people of my platform can actually purchase such such tokens, meaning uh, ownerships of the car and co-own it. Um, What happens then uh, once you are owner of that? Number one, you obviously have access to um, see and experience that object. Uh, according to the predefined uh, way, but also, of course, you get uh, the the proceeds and the benefits of the appreciation of that object as well. So it's it's a kind of marketplace platform where we bring topics or let's say more objects on the platform, and people can actually buy a share of that and own it.
0: Okay, I see. And where are you in your roadmap? We just
1: started the company in last autumn, uh, but already developed. Um, another product meaning that it's a digital interface that you can manage um, all these um, objects on the platform and we're going to launch it in april in switzerland to select hundred customers to start with and throughout the year in switzerland um, we're going to grow hopefully in the customer base according to um, to our plan up to 1,000. and uh, in the next year 2019 we would love to go to a first international market then so we are in the phase of getting ready to roll out to, in a pilot phase to the first customers the application. And um, pilot and learn from their feedback and
0: um, put more and more assets in on the platform based on their, their preferences. Very good. Uh, what, what future assets do you see coming on the platform? You mentioned cars, collectibles, um, like watches um etc what what are some things you maybe see a little bit more long term
1: yeah so we had uh, it's interesting i just a, a session with um some uh, customers who signed up for the april and they came up with some really uh out of the box ideas of what they would like to have and we're going to see whether we can can enable all that um the Big preference um, in the first phase is clearly for collectible cars. Um, it is for uh, art pieces, but very specific in our case, uh, modern photography, and it is for vineyards. There's a strong interest on it, and um, well, we're in Switzerland, so watches are of course uh, a topic as well.
0: Very good. Um, so I understand that you. You have your token sale going on, and is that coming to a close pretty soon? Where are we with that?
1: Yeah, that's uh, finishing in four days, and also there we did quite an uh, innovative approach in the sense that we used uh, today's laws in, in the same of sense of corporate and security laws to implement actually a capital raise through um, the token issuance, so reflecting really a security into the token sale, and if you. The following latest um, commentary from the regulators, uh, which is totally going to that direction. So actually, we anticipated that such a ruling will come up. And we are one of the very first ones um, ever to actually do such a security token sale, at least in Switzerland, according to the Swiss corporate and security laws.
0: Well, speaking of security, that seems to be a, a big topic this year, especially with you know the volatility that we've seen in 2017. And what are your future viewpoints on security and regulation, maybe for the rest of the year and going forward? Yeah, I think,
1: Well, personally, I think ICOs are really a very beautiful mechanism to bring a lot of innovation to the world. So... Uh, I think the world needs more innovation, and that's that's fantastic to have this catalyst. However, we need to bring it into territory where it's acceptable um especially from an investor protection point of view and hence, I fear or not i fear, i feel that um over the next twelve months, we see a lot more regulation coming in, hopefully a very sensible one to put a bit of framework around um how you can launch an i c o and how actually this is gonna be compliant. Um, to protect that kind of innovation power it has, but on the other side also protecting investors with their rights. There they, they should get around. So uh, finding that middle ground, I think, is the is the the work that a lot of the countries will uh, embark on over the next 12 months. And that's good, and that's that's great for the world. That I say something um, is getting there that allows a lot more people to participate in innovative projects. On the other side, a lot more people who have ideas. Actually, getting access to capital in in a way that is modern and is you know is in, uh, up to the digital age where we all live in.
0: Very good. So, with your um, with that kind of outlook, what do you see as um, maybe a regulation that's going to enhance Tend in particular, or something that will enhance Tend and it's um, um, attracting customers?
1: Uh, so, th- for me, the important was that I was actually dividing um, the capital raise and the token set with the product completely. So I think that was something that regulators really got irritated that, you know, a lot of projects, they mixed up several functions into a token. So Mm. for me, the most benefit in regulation is that I get um, a a fundraising in in a manner, and we will have multiple ones over the years, we have a long-term plan, right, Um, which is this is sustainable and which is kind of recognized by the regulator, so you can operate with a lot of safety going forward. So that's a huge benefit um, in my personal opinion. Um, yeah, so for the product, it's, it, I'm less actually uh, dependent on, on the ICO framework. It's much more using the blockchain as technology. To enable the fractionizing of the assets and the co-ownership and managing, you know, the the buy and sell on my platform. And for this, the the blockchain technology will evolve better and better. And uh, for me, the perfect match for what I'm trying to do. Okay,
0: and I'm sure along the way you've encountered, you know, some some obstacles that you've overcome. What can you tell us more about um, those particular obstacles and solutions that you've come up with?
1: Um, over my career. Um, so I did a lot of innovation um, projects, launching new applications, launching new products. Um, and I think the the really biggest challenge I see generally in innovation is that in early stages, you really validate the idea intensively with customers and you are not prefixed with your, your initial idea and you start to iterate and learn and, and adopt it. Um, so that's something that I find really critical And often, well, underestimated that it takes a bit of time, actually, to get that mix. So patience is also important that uh, you don't think, you know, with the first three months you're going to conquer the world. Typically, it takes a two or three-year cycle until a product actually is starting to get the right fit into the market. So that's probably one of the biggest learning I had, that you need, uh, on the one side, persistence to go two or three years down the line, but in the same two or three years, be able to adapt and learn and change constantly onto what the customer
0: really wants. Very good. As you see, Tend evolve over the next um, next year or so. I, t- I typically think that you know people have an outlook in this space about what's going to happen by the end of the year and possibly into 2019. What's your long term viewpoint of what Tend is going to be able to do? So,
1: my my big topic is tokenizing the world. So. Um, it's really broad because the technology allows us to tokenize kind of everything that is around us in the in the physical space. But my big focus was on, was on high-value, high-end investment uh, objects. And I see that there's a lot out there, actually, that um, is becoming unlocked, which um, is today hidden. So a lot of rich people do have a lot of, Um, these beautiful objects and they are just in containers or in in garages or cellars. And I hope that over the next 10 years we can unlock a lot of these beautiful and and unique and precious objects and make it available to a broader audience in the world and, and make people in that sense, emotionally rich and intellectually rich Um, because they get exposure to to this kind of really uh, special um, investment opportunities. So that's how I see that actually over the next decade, TEND could be able to unlock something that is today very, very hidden
0: and make it accessible to a broader audience. Well, very good. Well, Marco, we're um, almost out of time today. I was wondering if you have any final words to say about TEND.
1: Um, for me, a very, very exciting journey um, because we try to now build the product here in Switzerland, but we have plans to go into many, many countries um, over the next five, six years and um, to launch it in, in Latin America, in Asia, but also in Europe. And so that's something that I hope will make people in many regions um, the access to something that they really desire. So that's, that's um Basically, that's my big mission, and um, that's what people should know about Tend.
0: That's a great mission. Where can people contact you or find out more about Tend?
1: It's just on the website, so www.tend.swiss. And uh, there are all the details that you can contact me through um, also LinkedIn and the social channels, Twitter. um, Just, you know, everybody can, can find me on the social channels as well.
0: Very good. Marco Adelaide with ten, thank you so much for joining us today. And we'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to the Future Tech Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Almost Here, around the corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.